Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR, talent, and leadership communities to you. For more episodes and the latest articles covering what's new in the world of work, visit hrgazette.com, subscribe and follow us on social media. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this episode, I'm joined by my friend, Sam Eaton, business coach for ambitious HR and consultancy founders at Mindability Consultancy Limited. Sam is a business coach for the HR profession with over 25 years of experience in building successful consultancies internationally. With her company, Mindability Consulting, Sam serves clients across the UK, US, Canada, and South Africa. It's her mission to empower HR business owners and their teams to realize their business goals using MindAbility's unique growth programs so that they become much more profitable and with that improve their families' lives. Sam is also a keynote speaker and host of the fabulous new Future Speak podcast. I hope you enjoyed this conversation that I had with Sam Eaton. Sam Eaton, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the HR Chat Show today. Bill, I've been so excited about this. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, listeners, before I go any further, I've just got to preface this conversation by saying that Sam is one of the nicest people in the world of HR. Um, Sam and I have got to know each other over the last few months, and she's just, she's just, you know, you know when you meet someone and you, you get a good feeling about them? This is Sam for me. So um, uh, check out everything she does connect with Sam. She's a very open person. And from my experience of Sam, if there are ways that she can help you or introduce you to people, facilitate things, et cetera, et cetera, uh, she, she will do that because she's a good human being. So there we go. Okay. Um, but that's just my thoughts on Sam. Let, let's hear, let's hear Sam's thoughts on Sam. Sam, why don't you start by introducing yourself a little bit to our audience? Bill, I am beaming. Gosh, that means so much to me. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, um, I'm Sam Eaton. I am the proud founder of MindAbility. Um, we are an organisation that offers business coaching to bold, energetic, undaunted female founders, particularly those who have HR consultancies. What we've found over the last couple of years is with the world changing and continued acceleration, they really need that support on how to build a business. Um, and having built several consultancies, I've certainly got the battle scars. So I am more than happy to share and help businesses to, to really grow. And actually, Bill, I want them to succeed on their terms, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much. We'll be right back to this conversation after this very brief message from today's sponsoring partner. The days of matching web keyword searches with resumes and job descriptions is over. It's all about cultural fit. Workzinger empowers job seekers looking for jobs and employers looking for new hires to have thoughtful and insightful conversations, making the recruiting process more successful for both sides. Learn more at workzinger.com. Okay, so uh, let's get into the, the meat of today's conversation. I'd, I'd like to start by asking you, what are the most common limiting beliefs that HR leaders have when, when they decide to leave the corporate world? And my goodness me, we've seen so many people leave the corporate world over the last couple of years and, and do their own thing. So let, let's start there. Yeah, a great question, actually, Bill. Thank you for that. 
you know, to your point, how many have we seen leave, right? And some of them have had, well, a lot of them have had these huge jobs. So they are used to dealing with, you know, multi-million pound or million dollar revenues, right? They're used to those budgets. They've been in charge of, in some cases, in excess of 100,000 employees. And then all of a sudden, they go and set up their own business. Number one, it's that loneliness. And they've been so used to running everyone else's business, I frequently hear, I don't know how to run mine. And the limiting beliefs come in instantaneously. And it comes in around that loneliness, from that loneliness, I don't know how to. Simple things like go out there and ask for business. You and I are, are well versed in, in having those kind of conversations. They feel they can't do it. So I see it spiral pretty quickly. Um, and particularly when you're dealing with uh, intelligent female leaders, the last thing they want to do is ask for help. Okay. So I guess the, the natural follow-up to that one then, Sam, is, is how, how, are, how are leaders uh, overcoming beliefs that limit their... Uh, their willingness to to make a leap, a lot of a lot of ways. I, th- I think sometimes friends and families can be great, great um, comfort blankets, right? But they can give the wrong advice, um, and they can very much be yes people. What has been wonderful to see over the last uh, two to three years is, particularly, actually, I'd say since the pandemic, is things like disrupt HR. Um, HR mavericks, all these HR communities that have sprung up across uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, where people can not only continue to learn, because let's face it, you know, the world is, as we know it is, is changing almost daily, um, but that helps them really to create that sense of community, to be able to help them to overcome some of those challenges. There are also organisations like MindAbility out there and we are here purely to help um, these HR leaders now be HR and business leaders and almost turn that round, Bill, because they need to be business leaders first in order to fulfill their role of being HR, HR leaders. OK, thank you very much. Now, then, um, one question that you were keen to address in today's interview uh, is as follows. What, what, are, what are the three things that no one tells these leaders. Um, so Sam, what are, what are the three things that no one tells them? <laughs> and I love this one. <laughs> and it's, you don't have to sell. You know, that, that whole fear of going into a shop and a shop assistant pounces on you, they equate that to what they have to do. They don't have to do that. It's about really embracing their knowledge and asking those open questions. So use your curiosity. I said to a client yesterday when I realized she wasn't asking the right questions when she's getting into these meetings and in front of people is be nosy. You know, how many of us, and I'm sorry, I am this person, Bill, in, when you drive past a house or you go past an apartment and you see a lights on, what do we do? We have to have a nosy. We have to have a look. What are your curtains like? What are your light switches like? It's just the same when we're winning business. Use your curiosity. 
a lot of people when they come out of large organizations quite rightly have an extensive network but what none of them have had the time to think about is beyond that once you've gone through your network what's next think about that as soon as you start once i've spoken to everyone in my network where do i go and lastly and this seems so obvious to to those of us who have built several businesses measure measure and measure measure everything you do so we have banks of sheets in our organization as you'd expect us to do you know what do we do in our power hours every day who are we talking to where do we um get our connections from how do we nurture a relationship so not everyone's going to be a client but they could be really important to your business in another way so measuring all of that is really important so i guess but in summary it's you know look beyond your network measure everything you do and just be nosy it can be so much fun Another word for nosy is curious. Let's go with curious. That's a nice H. Let's go with curious. <laughs> so, I mean, you and I have both ventured into into um, starting our own thing, um, be it being business leaders, building up something ourselves. Beyond what you've said so far and what you've shared with our listeners so far, well, what considerations do do folks need to to have when when starting their own business? You know, what what are those foundational uh considerations those foundational factors to to begin i mean later on you can scale and bring on bring in additional people with right. additional skill sets and all the rest of it but you know to start with what, what are the basics so that uh your business gets past the first year sure and with everything changing so much one of the things that um i I always ask people to consider, and there are many different perspectives and viewpoints because there's no right or wrong answer right now, is all around the, is this service, particularly if it's a productized service, still going to be here in 18 months time? And I'll give you an example of what I mean here, Bill. With things like employee handbooks, contracts, those kind of things, a lot of the more generalists when they're coming out think that that's a great way to get in and may sell quite a bit of that initially. But if they're reliant on that for their bread and butter, well, in 18 months time, it's highly likely there's going to be a machine that's doing that, right? Look at look at the conversations you've had recently with Doug and Dina and all the great work they're doing. They're classic examples of where innovation is going. You've touched on it as well, to be really conscious um, and aware of their own skills and benefits something quite simple is what is the outcome the commercial outcome of the skills and expertise that they're going to bring to a client that a client will be able to understand and recognize in a conversation we're a sector who are very very good at using uh, lots of jargon and it's very easy for us to get carried away and, and stay in our comfort zone on that. So it's really around you know, what is the outcome of the services and skills that they have that they will be providing to that client? And how does that resonate? Something really simple um, in terms of consideration is most of these things have been done. How can you adapt that to be doing it in your way to, to create that voice? And Bill, if you look at MindAbility, when we first formed this business back in March 2020, 
I had a bunch of naysayers basically say, don't even bother, there's so many coaches out there. What I knew for a fact was the our outcome of what we could do and the services we could pr provide and how we could help founders, particularly those in the HR space. It's no different when people are coming out of large corporates today. What is that outcome? How can that expertise be used? It sounds quite vague, but actually when people really take the time to think about this bill, it's incredible what they can come up with. Look at the likes of Lars Schmidt, what he's created. He's done great things with, with Amplify. Um, Julie Turney's another one, Barbara, you know, Barbie Winterbottom. These are all great people who had huge careers, who've created something exceptional because they've been able to identify their skill sets. They've been able to really embrace and almost productize for the sake of their clients, their expertise and experiences. Okay, I've had Julie and Lars on the show before, never, never Bob. So um, maybe I'll get an introduction from you at some point. Um, but uh, yes, you know, they, 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 thank you. Um, but they, but certainly, I, I'm I'm familiar with with Lars and Julie, and they they, they both have uh, an HR background. What are those unique skills that HR folk have, which lend themselves to to being uh, good leaders uh, for starting their own businesses. And, and I guess I'm talking here about soft skills. I mean, you mentioned business acumen in your first or second answer, I think. Um, but then those soft skills, because people want to work for people that they know, like, and trust, frankly, otherwise they leave and they go elsewhere, or maybe they start their own thing. So what, what, are, what, are, the, what are those unique skills that folks with HR training are uniquely placed to to, to offer to, to their employees, to, to their colleagues, to inspire them and, and, and to grow? Great question. Samantha, the name Samantha actually means good listener. I mean, who knew? Um, I always thought, Bill, that I was a cracking listener until I went on this course a few years ago and I left with my tail firmly between my legs, realising I had a lot of work to do in that. A great HR leader has a phenomenal skill at listening, which goes hand in hand with the next skill, which is asking those open questions. It goes back to that curiosity, which I touched on fairly tongue in cheek earlier on, but through listening to really listening rather than listen to respond, it enables people to, to ask the right questions. And all of that is couched has emotional intelligence around it and that's something that i fundamentally believe can be developed we we're able to see through people's filters we talk about unconscious biases the whole time and thankfully we now recognize the fact that actually having an unconscious bias is a good thing um so i i think those are huge skills that are required it's the the listening skills it's the being able to use that curiosity to ask the right questions and recognizing our unconscious biases and build the unconscious biases in the room um i, th I think that's another huge part of of that as well we'll be right back to this conversation after this very brief message the jovio platform enables businesses to buy manage and track recruitment media this includes job sites, social, and search marketplaces to attract and hire the most relevant applicants on time and within their budget. 
powering more than 20 million jobs every day. Our data-driven recruitment advertising platform uses advanced data science and machine learning to dynamically manage and optimize talent sourcing and applications across all online channels, while providing real-time insights at every step of the job seeker journey. Learn more at Jovio.com. Okay, so it's that time of the interview where it would be remiss of me, Sam, not to point out the fact that you are a fellow podcast host. Uh, you launched a show back in February, I think it was, uh, the Future Speak uh, podcast, uh, which is great. And you've done, or you released, I think, around 10 episodes so far. Fantastic, fantastic content. You, you mentioned uh, Barbara, who's, who's been one of your guests, uh, for example. Uh, take a minute or two, Sam, and, and tell listeners all about the pod and why they should tune in. Oh, Bill, thank you. What a question. So um, we all talk about the future of work. We talk about big numbers, don't we? And we hear it the whole time. 60% of roles that are here in 2021 and 2022, um, or 60% of roles that will be here in 2030, sorry, aren't here in 2021 and 2022. 60% of line managers' roles will be redundant by, I think, latest predictions are 2024. Now, these are great numbers, but behind all of this, huge numbers are real people with real lives, with mortgages to pay, etc. I really wanted to show that people could come and discuss their thoughts and their personal journey with the future of work. How are they contributing to it? How are they going to facilitate it changing? And what does that look like for them? And we've had some we've had some great guests. As you rightly say, we've had Barbie Winterbottom on. We've had Tiffany Castagna on, um, Paula Fulham's been on. So we've had some really innovative founders. I'm really excited that in a couple of weeks' time, we've got Steve Cadigan who's coming on, Lars is coming on, next series. So we're really talking to people um, from lots of different areas of the HR, the talent acquisition and that kind of world. I've also got some really different people coming on as well. So, for example, we've got... Uh, a really interesting perspective in next season from the London School of Economics coming on as well. So I really want to make it personal, Bill. And hey, Cheekly, I'd love you to come on and be a guest as well. One word answer. Done. Let's let's make it happen, Sam. Let's make it happen. Brilliant. Um, and, and, and by the way, that's how I often uh, get my guests to commit to doing other episodes, by the way. Uh, get, get, get it get it on tape. Let's get it on tape. Listen exactly. To me. I, sound, I, I sound old, eh? Uh, <laughs> um, before we wrap up, Sam, uh, two more last questions for you. Um, I understand that you've got a you've got a book maybe coming out in the near future. Can you can you give any kind of an exclusive for our HR chat listeners about that? Oh, yes. Um, I'm actually feeling quite nervous about this, Bill. Uh, this is my first foray into writing a book. So the book's called The Trouble with Pink Wheelbarrows. Um, and out of my five businesses, my one failure was an online retail shop. And those who've heard me give talks and keynotes um, at keynotes will will recall my first question is you know how many of you have had to grapple with a series of pink wheelbarrows they are really difficult to wrap and dis distribute as i found out to my detriment when we built this business and i wanted to put something together that 
use humor and storytelling so within this we are giving tips and advice on um, how to run businesses using our three core beliefs around empower create succeed but i've also made sure that we've brought in other experts so we've we've got some great interviews from other leading uh business founders i've got one in there from a leading bank um both in the uk and the us to really give a budding entrepreneur entrepreneur something that's not bland that's a really enjoyable read that hopefully they can you know make notes in and underline and and take some of the good stuff from it to help them in in their entrepreneurial journey amazing okay well watch out for that um we, we won't have a link to the new book in the show notes listeners because it ain't out yet but when it does come out um uh, i'll be sure to get sam back on the on the pod so we can we can chat all about it and uh, i'm sure we can do some sort of release or something on hr gazette as well um but before we wrap up for today Thank sam you. how can our listeners learn more about you and about mindability great question um i'd say the best place to go to at the moment is our website which is mindabilitybusinesscoaching.com. Um, love to connect with anyone. Um, I'm, as you said at the beginning, I'm very transparent. Uh, my email is sam at mindabilityconsulting.org. Um, I'm all about community um, and helping to connect people. Bill, as is, is you've experienced firsthand, so love to help anyone where I can. That's absolutely 100% true. Uh, Sam is a very genuine, authentic person and she is willing to help you. So get in touch with her um, and uh, I'm, I'm sure she'll be able to, to point you in the right direction. Um, but that just leaves me to say for today, Sam, my new and wonderful friend, thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you, Bill. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thanks for listening to this episode of the HR Chat Podcast. There are hundreds of conversations with business experts available for free on the HR Gazette website, Apple, Spotify, and all the main platforms. And remember to like, subscribe, and follow us on social media.